Hello everyone, I'm Ben Irving, one of the lead producers on Anthem, and you're listening to the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins, and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to a very special episode of the Freelancer Codex podcast. This is episode 68 of the longest-running Anthem podcast on the internet. I am your host, Steve, along with two of my co-hosts, Mike and JD. Guys, how is it going today? What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? Nobody answered. It's cool. It's all right. It's cool. Don't answer me. It was one of those rhetorical, how's everybody doing? No one likes rhetorical Uh, questions. Thank you. I'm glad Are you're doing you, okay, that, JD. Is that a rhetorical question? No, it's not. Because, JD, uh, the last couple of weeks you were feeling kind of under the weather. So, are you feeling better? Yeah, I'm definitely on the upswing. Not entirely out of the woods yet, but, oh, yeah. Feeling How better. are you recording from the woods? Uh, a series of tubes. Interesting. Interesting. Steve, interesting. how's your week been, man? How you um, doing? It's actually been going really good. So I don't know if you guys have been paying attention for this last week, but oh, I guess we should mention that Devin's not here. Devin might be joining us later. I'm sure he will. <laughs> right now, we've got recording duties all happening on one computer. So hopefully, if anything happens to my PC, um, you'll, you guys will just have to wonder what the show would have been like. So hopefully, crossing <laughs> fingers, knock on wood, then nothing bad goes wrong. We're splitting the universe in two. It really is, but you know, you get this sweet uh, ray tracing things going on, and these computers can do amazing things. Anyway, guys, guess what? There are only 44 days until the launch of Anthem. That's pretty exciting. Um, it's wow. almost, we're pretty close to being less than a month away. If you get the game through Origin Access Premiere on PC, if you subscribe, you'll get the game one week early and you'll be able to play on PC to your heart's content one week before all your friends that do not have a PC. That's kind of exciting. JD, I'm sorry. You're one of those guys that'll just have to be watching from the <laughs> sidelines. Are you going to be like tuning into streams or are you going dark for that whole week? JD, did we lose JD? I think, J- I think JD is going dark now. It's that recording from the woods thing that he's doing. Oh, oh there we go. Hi. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't hear you guys for a couple seconds. Some, sometimes uh, that happens. What was, what was the question? The question was, was JD... <laughs> Because you oh, do not man. have a PC to run Anthem yet, will you be going dark for the week that it is live for everyone that has it on PC? Um, I don't think so. Um, I'm definitely gonna. I I definitely want to see the internet's reaction to Anthem. I want to see the reaction from all the players, all the gamers. Um, yeah, that's gonna be pretty risky in terms of avoiding spoilers, but. Um, it's not the first time that I avoided spoilers for a Bioware game. It's not going to be the last either, hopefully. So, according to the internet, it could possibly be the last time. So, oh yeah, 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 yeah. all them doomsayers and such. Yeah, get a better head. Okay, getting a better head. There's also. Only 23 days until the open demo that happens on February 1st. And there's only 16 days until the VIP demo that is going to happen on the 25th of January. That's going to be happening on the 25th or the 27th. Anyone that has pre-ordered the game will have access to it. If you have a subscription to Origin Access Premiere, you'll be able to get into the VIP demo. And that's, man, that is is so close. We know that we are going to start out at level 10. 
on this VIP demo, and you're going to be able to go up to level 15, I believe. Um, you will have access to all four javelins to play. Um, it's kind of up in the air. From what we've gathered on the internet, you aren't going to have... Thought it was, I thought it was you only got one plus another. So the way the way it works and the way a lot of the devs have explained it is that between levels 10 and 15, you'll be able to select two javelins, but you'll be able to delete your character and start over to get the other two. So in, so in kind of a convoluted way, so you go in, you play it, then you go out, delete, and switch and pick the other two kind of thing? That's kind so you of, have access to it, but you kind of have to cheese it a little bit? Is that is that what I'm understanding? That is kind of what I've gathered from reading all the stuff on Twitter from the developers. So there, there hasn't been like a concrete... I mean, the concrete answer is that you'll be able to play as all four javelins during that week. So I don't know if they're like... I, I can't Con- imagine they would... Code, which you kind of have to cheese a little bit, right? Yeah, I mean, which shouldn't yeah, be too so, hard. I you mean, just delete your character, start over. It's only five levels. You're playing through the same stuff over and over again. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm guessing it's. I just not wanted to make magical. that. I just wanted to make that clear that it wasn't you, in the demo. You don't get access to all four. You have to go in and do something to be able to get all four. So you can't like keep the same. But anyway, I mean, it's tomato, I, tomato, semantics. But yeah. still, I, I, yeah. it, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it works. I mean, it's only 16 days. You'll, we'll probably be devouring that thing so fast that you know, starting a character the demo over is a couple 16 times. days long. It's 16 days long. No, it's 16 days until <laughs> you get the demo. Until so. the demo. Until we gotcha. get the demo. So that's going to be pretty exciting. So Gotcha. It's pretty gotcha. exciting, guys. So there has been a lot of news um, that has been released this week. So I'm going to kind of skip over, unless you guys want to answer the get to know you question. We'll, we'll go through the d- get to know you question. We'll, we'll stall just a little bit to see if Devin arrives in time. So a little bit of get to know you. So JD, has there ever been something that you were super into when you were younger? Because you're young anyway. That you just kind of had to give up because either you lost interest, the people around you lost interest, or it was too expensive. Like something you were super into that you just had to give up. Yeah, um, definitely uh, sports. I've never been a fan of watching sports, but I used to be really big into playing sports. I played soccer, baseball, basketball. Uh, I tried out golf and tennis. I was like ninth place in the state of California in 2001 for bowling. Um, I was, um, I, I really liked sports uh, to like to play them. It's just that every sport I played, uh, I had like super competitive parents. And they're like, even my friends that were in the league with me, they were like, no, 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 you got to beat them. You got to take them down. You got to be better. And it's like, they're my friends. So that kind of sucked the fun out of it. And that eventually. I eventually just started staying away from sports because I just didn't like that level of stress. Fair enough. What was the highest score you ever bowled? Um, I think uh, so. I was only um, I was only about like maybe nine or ten at the time, but I think my high score back then was like two ten or like two twelve. You were ninth in state as a ten year old. You were a professional boy. You got the curve and everything going on with that thing. Uh. I was ninth in the state of California for Bantam Preps, which was a league, and it was for team doubles, so I was on the team with my brother, um, which just goes to show, even to this day, uh, the best teammate I could ever hope for is my uh, little brother. Aww. Like, anytime. I don't have, like, a like a sad awing sound in my soundboard. I'll have, I'll have to <laughs> remedy that. This is the only thing I, that that would actually work for us. It doesn't matter. We didn't hear it anyway. You guys can't hear this? <laughs> no. Man, I knew my system was... I'll have to figure this out. Mike, something there, that you did... somewhere. 
I did. I actually did play the intro. So, Mike, what is something that you did? Sure? Yeah, I did it. There's just okay. having to rec- having to record this on two different sides is kind of my system is not set up for that, and I don't get that. I understand. I understand. I just don't remember it. I didn't get to geek out. I understand. It sounded yeah. really good, Mike. I'm something so that you were into that you had to stop this podcast. Uh, this podcast, I was into it. I had a little bit of a lapse last. Um, kind of fell. I didn't fall asleep during the show. But but I met with uh, our executive producer, had an HR meeting with Steve. He said that I um, failed my last personnel interview. And so we are actually here to open up um, and have auditions for a new spot on the Freelancer Codex podcast here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just I was kidding. I was wondering how long you were going to go with that bit. I was just going to keep <laughs> well, letting you I was going to see how nervous JD was going to get. He looked like he was getting a little bit nervous, but... That's right. Oh no, I've. I've I, He's like not very clearly like, no. busy with me. I uh, I used to be into um watching football and doing the whole fantasy football thing, um, and I think I just got out of it just because the fantasy football didn't um interest me anymore. Our commissioner uh, actually, the whole our whole league kind of disbanded, kind of thing, which is fine. I mean. It wasn't that exciting anyway. I always ended up winning like the regular season, but then losing in the third round of the playoffs because teams would always rest their starters. And I just got out of it, and I haven't done it since. I haven't really watched football a whole lot. College football still. College football is awesome, but more specifically talking about the NFL. So And fantasy football and is super boring. It's It doesn't I have sh- to be. I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of people that are really it doesn't into fantasy have to be. football. Yeah, there's there's tons of people, and it's a great it's a great little activity. It actually helps you watch the game with a little bit more um, purpose than than if you're kind of like me, who someone who didn't didn't really have like a team that they would follow diehard all the time because of the area that we live in. It kind of helps you follow certain players and helps you. Oh, I hope this guy does well, and who's my defense, and who's my this. So it actually kind of helps you watch the game a little bit more. But like I said, for the reasons of I always. Ended up losing because teams would rest starters, and by that time, you're you're picking you know teams who aren't anyway. So I, I used to be into that a lot. Um, I'm not anymore, and it's actually kind of nice because then I get to spend a lot of time on Sundays with kids, and I'm not stuck in front of a TV kind of thing. So managing all your people and forgetting that you should have included your kicker, but you didn't include your kicker, and that's the time yeah. your kicker got you 46 points. What yeah, you and should your really do has a buy, and you're like, I never worried about a kicker, but it's all right. I mean. It was something I was into. I'm not anymore. I think I think I've replaced that time with something else. So we should just play Dungeons and Dragons instead, and you'll get that whole fantasy managing no character offense. thing. Um, no offense meant to any anyway. of those out there who like Dungeons and Dragons and those who have gone to Dungeon Master School. But it was a weekend class. Come on. But but not just pass. <laughs> Okay, Hard Mo- moving on then. So there's been a lot of stuff that has happened. Moving um, on. One of the things that we want to Steven, announce. What? Steven, what? has there been something in your kind of past that you have maybe dumped, I don't know, three or four thousand dollars We shouldn't even talk about money, okay? And decided to stop. And, um, maybe, even, and maybe even pulled one or two brothers into it this podcast yes okay Um, gotcha no so i was super into tabletop gaming for the longest time war machine uh game made by privateer press 
really cool game, a lot of fun. Um, unfortunately, I think tabletop miniature gaming is one of those things that you end up like thinking about it a lot and never actually really playing it just because getting a game going takes a ton of time to do to actually move models around and stuff. So I did a bunch of that. Um, built the models, painted the models, fully painted army, you know, based armies, built all the lists, all that fun stuff, and just never really had time to play or a group of people that are actually consistent in playing the game. So that kind of... Thanks, man. I mean, we, we, we played a bunch, but, I mean, just the two of us, you know, fighting each other over and over again with, with the same models. Gets, with modified rules and yeah. kids on our ankles and, hey, Dad, what's this? Hey, can I touch that? Who's this guy? Oh, I broke that? Oh, yeah, don't worry about breaking that $100 model that I just, you know, spent yeah. a whole month painting. Anyway, so guys, there is... And wives a- really love it when you have your stuff out on the on the kitchen table and you're painting and the kids can't touch anything, but it's like 2 o'clock on a Saturday. Um, so, you know, there's that. <laughs> there's that also. Super supportive. There's that. So one thing yeah. that we are going to do, um, I, I guess a soft announcement, we're going to try to do this for the open demo. We are going to have what we are calling the um, Anthem Premier League brought to you by Freelancer Codex. We're going to stream a stronghold race between a couple of people. Right now, we've got some commitments. Um, William from Your Anthem is going to be on. Bags is going to be is going to have a team in this. Uh, Lupo is going to manage a team. We've got one. I think we have two teams from the Freelancer Codex that are going to be competing in this thing. So we're going to be casting this um, probably on Saturday during the open demo. We're going to see if we can kind of do something fun, just almost like a raid race like they do in World of Warcraft. Those are always fun to watch. So we're going to try that. We're going to see how it goes. This is going to be the uh, – this is kind of a soft announcement for the Anthem Premier League. So you guys will be hearing more about that as time comes closer. So one of the things that we did learn about, we actually finally got some actual specs for the PC. We've got some minimum specs and we got some recommended specs. So I'll go through this real quick, Mike and JD, so you guys don't fall asleep because I know this is super important information We're for you guys. We're not going to fall asleep. I so, got my recommend last week. So minimum specs for you PC just... users. You'll just what, JD? Oh, I was just gonna say I'll just like look at you as if you were speaking another language because that's might as well is what be happening. All right, so the minimum that specs, the minimum specs actually seem really low. I mean, if the game is really well optimized and it can run on a low system like this, all you need is Windows 10. There's nothing else. It doesn't say Windows 8, which I think is kind of weird. So um, maybe it's just something that was omitted. I'd imagine it would run on Windows 8. I'd be surprised if it didn't. But, I mean, Windows 10 had that huge old push to get it on every system and every toaster in the world. So, so the, <laughs> the processor is an i5-3570 or an AMD FX-6350. So, 8 gigs of RAM. And the GPU, they are recommending a GTX 760 or an AMD Radeon 7970 or an R9280X. So, I think the most common, according to Steam, the most common GPU right now is the 980, so um, that's quite a bit lower than that. So I think everyone yeah. should have that. It's only a they're only recon- recommending a two gigabyte um, RAM for the GPU, and then 50 gigs of free space, which I thought was kind of interesting. 60 50 gigs seems really low. So for the re- recommended specs, it's same Windows 10, and they're recommending an i7 4790, 3.6 gigahertz, or an AMD Ryzen 3 1300X, and which is 3.5 gigahertz. So 
<laughs> all super important stuff. So they're also rec- recommending 16 gigs of RAM and recommended is a GTX 1060 or an RTX 2060, which was just recently announced. So they're recommending you'd have that thing, go out and buy it. I think it's only $350, but you get all those sweet ray tracings and that DLSS or an AMD RX 480. Four gigs of um, GPU, sweet, sweet RAM, and again, 50 gigs of space. I imagine if they have 4K textures with this, with this game coming out, that that um, free space or the recommended space allotment would be a lot higher than 50 gigs. But it's possible that they might give you the option to, hey, if you want to download the lowest texture packs, this is this option. Or if you want to run it at 1440p or 4K, then you get this texture pack. So... Interesting, you guys, CPU, GPUs, RPUs, FPMs. FPMs really isn't a thing. If not, I'm just going to move. See, this is like, man, I need Devin here or else I'm just going to flounder with all this computer talk here. So, Mike, your computer's fine. You don't even have to worry about it, all right? No, you can go ahead. You can tell me all about your (laughs) RGB lighting that you have. I will. So, so my computer, so my specs are it's black. It plugs into the wall. That's good. You're, and you're you know on the what? Right there's, track. there's even there's even a glass um, side that you can look into the computer and and see some lights. So, you know, it's one of those. It's, it's one, one of those. Of those. That, it's one of those that you can actually see into. So you can see into. It's it's a good one. I like it. Of course, we all know what all these numbers mean because we're on it and we're tech savvy. <laughs> so you don't have to. Speak down to us like we I'm don't not, know. I'm not speaking what down to you. Saying. PC specs is something that, like, I just I... barely built a computer last year, and researching this stuff is super confusing. It's not the easiest thing to get into. You can find guides, you can find super helpful stuff to pick out the pieces that you need, but it's, I mean, it, it takes a little bit of research to be able to get into this stuff. And if you're not into it, I mean, it's easy to just be like, I don't know what you said. It's like the school systems that have 14 different acronyms for something. Like picking out a monitor that has, you know, the hertz that you want and does the frames and, you know, makes you coffee. It's pretty hard and difficult to figure out. So This hurts. It does hurt. So real quick, guys. On the Twitter, we put out a question to all of our fans and listeners and just the just the internet in general because there's been a lot of talk about people asking about a social space. And previously, we've asked or we've talked about having social spaces and like not being a huge priority. And I'm pretty sure the four of us has come to the cl- conclusion that we're not too big on them. It doesn't matter to us. But I kept you keep seeing this pop up here that now now we we do say it doesn't matter to us, but that doesn't mean we're not big on them. Right. Just if be, it, just because if it, it, if it has, yeah. So I'll let you get to the poll, and then we can talk about it. Just, just preface that because. All right. So we asked, um, and we got 472 responses to this. We asked, "Do you want a social?" Out of 472 Twitters asked, "Tell right. me one thing that you want in the game of Anthem." Oh, sorry. That was, Do you want a social space in Anthem to inspect other players? And that was the question we asked. Because that was one of the things that people were like, oh, I want to see what this person has. I want to see what this yep. person has. So we said, do you want a social space in Anthem to inspect other players? And of 472 people, 76% of the answers were yes in the affirmative. And they only yes. they, they voted yes, that they want social space. They voted yes. They want yes, social they space. 76%. So 8% said no, and 16% said I don't care. So real quick, as I go and turn my heater off, I want you guys to discuss why. I mean, do we? (laughs) is this something that we need? Is this something that? Why do you have to turn your heater off? Because Um, my heater is going to start blowing like like it's a hurricane in here. So 
Okay. Alright. So you so you go ahead and do that and we'll hold down the fort. You Steven wanna take is, this first or Steven is that? funny today. So Steven and I were talking pre show about this and we were saying, you know, we, th- we thought about all the social spaces or the games that have social spaces that we go into, and we thought – Stephen thought that he didn't want them. But then I thought to myself, I mean, so what is the purpose of a social space, okay? You do said mission. You do said stronghold. You do your raid, whatever. You've collected. You've gotten all your gear. You've gotten all your loot. It's time to go back to either decode, turn in, turn in bounties, um, turn in missions, transmorg stuff. You know, um, do all that stuff. Get rid of all your your um, gear that you've picked up that you don't need anymore. Sell it. It's a place where you can find vendors. It's a place where you can find mission givers and turn in stuff. Okay, so there is there is a need for it in the game, right? So it needs to be there. The question is, does it need to be a social space where everybody is there and everybody can do all this stuff together? And my contention, and it's not even a contention. Um, I think that, yes, it could be there. I don't know if it should be there. I don't see a problem with without having it, and I don't see a problem um, with having it. I would maybe prefer it because it's a place where you can do all that stuff while still being in the same environment together. And if you run by someone that has something cool, you can geek out on it for a little bit. I don't think I'm going to you know, spend time just looking at people because that's just weird. Um, but it's, I was telling Steve, um, uh, talking about the destiny social space. I mean, it was a place for everybody to get together, have seasonal events, um, see all the Christmas decorations, do a dance party. I know that that's a big thing for people and, and it wasn't for me, but other people like it. So I don't think it's, it's a bad thing. We're going to have a place in our, in our, uh, Strider to do all that stuff anyway. Um, why not eventually have it a place where we can all be, where we can be in our javelins? Cause that's going to be a big part of it. Um, I don't know if we necessarily want to run around as our characters in, in the social space. I think that defeats the purpose, but I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's one of those things that maybe it, it didn't meet the uh, first cut of stuff that we were going to get in February, but maybe mm-hmm. it'll be added later. The whole not at launch thing. I think, I don't think it's a bad thing. So Peter Lever says, we should have a social space to show off how good our builds are at our weapons, masterworks, and also color schemes on armor, plus be good to meet new people for possible raids. Um, this is one of the things that has come up a lot. A lot of people have put out this sentiment that, well, this is where I want to meet people so that we can group up together. But if the game has matchmaking built in for all of our activities, is that something that we need? Or are we creating... Some of the other um, people that responded came up, you know, there, there's kind of a similar thing for the people that did responding say that they don't want social spaces because of experiences they've had in the past where someone can inspect you. They notice that you don't have a specific item equipped and that will exclude you from doing the highest um, difficulty runs. Say there's a weapon that you find in Anthem that, you know, this is the best weapon. If you don't have this weapon, then you're not, you know, then you can't run these runs with us because it's so beneficial to have that if you don't have it, you're just wasting people's time. So, I mean, that's one counterpoint that was given. But, but what percentage do you think? What, what, how, how often do you think that happens? What's a percentage? Does that happen 50% of the time? Does that happen 75% of the time? Or does that happen 13% of the time? 
Go ahead, Devin. Nobody, don't answer all at once, guys. Like... <laughs> oh, hey, Devin. Welcome back in, dude. Hey, thanks. You know, uh, I would say hey! it really just depends. <laughs> um, so, like, that, that happened quite a bit. I mean, if when I was uh, playing Destiny and when you're on LFG, it's there all the time when you're... Well, why did you keep telling people you wouldn't <clears throat> want to play with them then? No, like, I would go to join, <laughs> and you'd look at the list, and it's like, it must have blah, blah, blah. And it's like, all right. And then on to your social space, I mean, I can think of two instances the entire time I've played Destiny where someone hit me up in the tower and be like, hey, you want to play? And I'm like, okay. You know, the rest of the time, I'm just like, I don't really care. I'm not going to go play. I'm not looking at your armor. You know, I don't really care. And again, and again, your that your your example is one out of how much how much of a player base. I mean, I'm sure that there are yeah. I'm sure that there are those of us who wouldn't. Oh, I didn't. I, mean, I didn't either. People... I had a bunch of people jump in and say, "Hey, come join our group," and I just didn't just because that's not what I was doing that during that play session. It yeah. was it was just I'm doing this bounty, I'm doing this mission, or I'm just farming stuff, right? So yeah, I mean, I got hit up quite often, honestly. And so, I mean, I'm sh- there's definitely a large population out there that, that want that. Right. To me, like I said, to me, it doesn't matter. But um, I can see a place for it. But because there is already matchmaking, like Steven said, in everything, um, I, I don't know if there's really a point to that. Because at that point, they're just matchmaking on their own. They're just like, oh, hey, this guy's got a high light level. Let's see if he wants to play. It's like... Right. I'm sure their matchmaking is going to match you with, unless you jump in. Like I, I'm still trying to figure out if that's still a thing. You know, where you jump in and basically sherpa or help people, lower level people, you know, through a level, or is there going to be level restrictions when you when you matchmake? I don't know. So, so let's say let's say you jump into this social space and you see the gamer tag of like uh, I don't know. Someone at Bioware that you know, like, and, and you wouldn't be able to see them in any other way, right? Uh-huh. So you're in this social space and you see, and your gamer tag pops up and you get like a bunch of requests of people to play with you, right? Because because they know you from the podcast, maybe, and and they see you there, and and you know, think of it looking forward for us to let's say we see someone's gamer tag in there, you know, we see Ben in there maybe, or or Mike, right? And so and so we shoot them a message, hey, you want to play with me, you know? And where so where else? What other environment would we be in where we could see? Look, they're playing right now. I could jump in with them. Um, so that's kind of a unique experience to social spaces, right? So there's there's a benefit there. Not it's not like yeah, it, I mean, it's, we it's, have to have it because it, of that small possibility. It, it, it is. It is because it is. well, because really, when 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 we were playing Destiny, uh, unless we were in a party, how many times were we put in the same tower? I think Never. Devin. I think I remember one time where you and I <laughs> actually ended up in the game together without being in a party, without being connected in any. So it happens, and it was cool. I thought it was cool because hey, I know th- I actually know this person versus just a gamer tag up on the up on the screen. So I mean, that's a cool thing for some people. What'd you have, JD? Uh, well, well, when when it comes to social spaces, uh, the thing that's always appealed to me about it. Is the fact, especially, um, I know we've been talking an awful lot about Destiny and their social spaces. Um, but given the fact that Bioware themselves have kind of talked about 
how one of the one of the appeals of uh, Elder Game content is basically making the best javelin you can, um, having the best build, uh, having the best looking javelin. Um, that is very, uh, very much. Well, that is very similar to uh, Warframe's quote unquote fashion frame, uh, which is what a lot of people nickname their kind of endgame stuff. And their social spaces more or less exist for people to kind of like walk in, show off their build, show off their weapons, and you can inspect these players, look at their mod loadouts, um, look at the way how they colored and customized their things, what armor parts they use, uh, what animation set they use, what colors they're using. Um, are they using a skin on top of their Warframe, how their Warframe is built? Um, and it's really just kind of an opportunity to show off. And especially for some of the lower players, uh, like uh, some of the like newer players who aren't as high-ranking or experienced yet, it's a great way for players to kind of see what's possible. And when I was first starting off in Warframe, it was really cool to see that. I didn't get a lot of that in Destiny because... I'm not going to lie, a lot of stuff in Destiny looks the same. Um, but in Warframe, things can look wildly different. And there's going be like, wait, I didn't even think about using uh, this armor piece on this Warframe. That looks totally different on this set. Or um, I didn't think about using these colors together. I didn't think about building it like this. Like, anytime I saw something super interesting and I expected it, I usually came away with uh, ideas of my own. It inspired me. Uh, or let me know that this was possible, and I didn't know it was possible. Um, prior to like a previous update, there was a you could walk around and accidentally spoil a huge chunk of the story, and I didn't even know what that was because I just saw it walking around in a social space one time. I had no context for it. It didn't really necessarily spoil it, but now that I know what that spoiler is, I'm like, oh, okay, so they did spoil something there. But at at the same time, that like curiosity that it built in me at that time, seeing it in the social space and like, it made me want to play and find out like what that was. Like I knew that had to be further along because uh, that wasn't possible for me or any of my Warframes yet. So it, it, it definitely feels like a good spot for inspiration and just kind of like showing off what's possible. I think it's also like in Diablo, it's, it's super easy to do that just with leaderboards. Like if you're looking for top players and you're like, what are they playing? What are they what using? Are they doing? You just look at the leaderboards and it shows you, it gives you a little pop-up window with all their gear and everything they're using. And you can look at them and, and you would turn around to their character and check it all out. And, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I definitely, in a game where, you know, the way you look is important, but, it's I mean, it's all cosmetic, so there's no power level or anything attached to the way we look. Right. But um, And they've put a lot of emphasis on this, and they've done a lot of work. And so it does make sense to have a place to at least show it off or, mm-hmm. you know, have something where you can set up, you know, a player card or whatever where people can look you up, you know, and the guys using their, these are the builds that they have for, you know, their javelins. I would love to be able to be like, okay, I have a couple different builds for my Colossus. Here's what it is, and people can go check those out, you know. Um, there's a lot of things they can't do. I mean, we can't expect – I mean, we, we'd love to. We always expect everything, right? <laughs> I mean, I, but um, I mean, the game a lot is that they need to do. I mean, the game is built to have four people in it right now. I mean, if they were wanted to build the social space to start adding more people, that's probably a lot of work that they have to do on the back end. That might not even be possible right now with how the game is built. I mean, like you guys said, if everything's cosmetic, 
then you could just go to the Microsoft store or the PlayStation store and see everything that there is, if that's how they're going to monetize things. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, okay, you can or just go... everything s- that they're going to sell. I, right, I everything will, that they're going to sell. Will say that, I, I will say that, in, uh, at least in response to that particular point, um, I know in things like uh, Warframe, usually the, com- well, the cosmetics are advertised in sets. So if you see them like in the store, you just see the set like as a whole. And the reason why that's kind of important is, oh, well, that's kind of an important detail, is that sometimes people will use a combination of different items from different sets, and it can totally change the silhouette of mm-hmm. uh, your Warframe, of your character. Um, and that can create a totally different looking uh, Colossus. Uh, not Colossus. Uh, it, it, like in, uh, in Anthem, it could create a totally different uh, looking uh, Javelin. And I think the best designs that we see from certain people are going to be um, from the Javelin designs that take a little bit of something from um, every little armor set or something. Like it's gonna, it's not gonna be like, oh, the Legion of Dawn set like just looks good. Yeah, it looks good by itself. But you mix that with a little bit of this armor set, a little bit of that armor set. You pair it with this material component um, to make it look metallic, and you make this part look fabric or whatever. And all of a sudden, you know, bam, you have this like totally different looking storm that looks better than any like individual set or individual uh thing that you've seen before and you make that idea that combination of things may not have even occurred to you until you saw it for yourself yeah i mean i mean that i guess that's possible but then it's like well i mean that you might not ever see that combination in a social space so i mean there's nothing saying that you know you know the social space is going to make it so that you've seen all these things that oh that's the one thing that I want. I don't. I mean, it's it's a really weird topic for me because it's not something that I'm super interested in. Half the time, if someone comes up to you and you know looks at your stuff, it's like oh you well you could have saw this build on the internet where this person has posted a video and that's what I'm using. Or I don't. It, it's a really weird thing to me. I I think it's fine that people want it. Um, I I don't really care. Um, I'm not going to sit around and inspect people because I'd rather just be playing the game. You know, a lot of this stuff is going to drop randomly, so it's not like you can say, "Hey, where did you get that?" Because if everything yeah. just goes into the loot pool, then it then it doesn't really matter. It's just gonna you're just gonna go out and maybe you'll get it, maybe you won't. It's not like you can go to the Swarm Tyrant right now and farm for a specific weapon. We don't know if any of that is possible yet. So, I mean, it's weird. Half the time, I would go up and look at someone if they had something I've never seen before, and then they just pop out. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess they're gone. And now I was looking at this thing, and it's gone. So I'll just go look it up on the internet anyway. So, I mean, yeah. this the social space, like, the game comes out in very, very soon. So even if it is going to come out in the future, it's probably not going to be there for, like, what, a year? If they're working on it now for something like that, so... I don't know. I mean, it's I I say it's you know. There's obviously demand for it, so if they want to put it in there, it's fine. Just don't make it that I have to go there. Don't make it that you have to go want, there, and then what do yeah. they do? They charge us, you know? Yeah. They charge for a small update. Well, no, like you got to go there to go collect stuff or whatever. It's like I'm going to the tower to have my individual story. You know, I don't want to have to go, you know, to the tower <laughs> to go collect missions with everybody. Load a loading screen. You know, I'm going to the Fort Tarsus. So I can continue my own personal story and and go at my leisure and and uh, you know I don't know I, I just I know a lot of people would use it I wouldn't use it but I I I'm one of the no votes 
Yes, yeah. you would. I mean, you would use it. I, I wonder if people think if this is something that people think they want, but in in reality, like no one liked going to the tower. It's just you took tons of time to load in and load out, and then you were there, and then you're gone. I mean, okay, had to go. Take away the loading screen, then. Be, anyway, well, one of, one of the reasons I mean, that I mean, we all ended up there is because there wasn't matchmaking, right? I mean, that's yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the main reason because there wasn't matchmaking. I mean, if you're if you have a group of friends, you you didn't have to go to the tower because you had a group of friends. Maybe you went there because you were waiting for one of them to log on, and that's the only reason. But you know, in Anthem, it's like I don't have to wait for anyone. I can just hit the button, and I'm going to be matched with someone. Maybe you're going to be matched with someone that's not very fun to play with. You just back out and go back in. So you're not just waiting around for someone. And I think that's one of the main points of like, no, everything's going to have matchmaking. We want you in the game playing, being a superhero, pushing forward. You know, yeah. you can't even crouch, so you can't like sneak around the social space that you're going to be in anyway. So that's already half the fun, crouching around, sneaking around. So Pushing people off the map. Right. So yeah. and if, if there is a social space, you're probably not going to be able to fly around in it because they want to <clears> keep it small. They're not going to make a giant social space for nothing. Unless they put a gun range out there and you can use it to test weapons. Anyway, I I hope people get what they want. I don't really care, so I hope people get what they want. Speaking of getting what we want, no, I mean that's I mean that's my opinion. I don't I don't really care about it. I think it would be a waste of development time and resources. But that's just my personal opinion. If you want it, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying I don't care. That's all. Right? <laughs> Okay. Right. Well, yeah. the next speaking of things that that I don't care about. So we got an official merch from Numskull. They announced a couple of things that they're going to be selling in their merch store. There's a Anthem hat. There's an Anthem steel mug. There's an Anthem keychain, and there is an Anthem shirt that is going to be going on um, pre-order pretty soon, or it's on pre-order now, and it'll be coming out pretty soon. So. I'm sure everyone's been able to to look at these, see how they are. It's a black hat with a white brim. It's got the Anthem logo, but there's another triangle on top, and it has the Javelin symbols inside each triangle. So, JD, when you saw these, was this like a, hey, I got to go buy these because these are awesome? Did they appeal to you at all? Um, I like the I like the design on the mug and the T-shirts. Um, I mean it doesn't necessarily jump out as at me as something that I want to buy immediately. I'm more of a, if I buy merch, I usually buy a hoodie. Uh, but there's no hoodie here, so I'm not really interested. Which is kind of weird. you think hoodie uh, would like, be a no-brainer. Yeah, it, like a, it's like a comfy thing that you put on, and it's it's great. It's nice and warm. But, um, yeah, I, I, liked, um, I liked the design of what I saw on the merch, but it's not something that I would want to like go out and buy like immediately. It's Devin, your opinion on this? It's not my style. Um, (laughs) So, no, I mean, it's cool. They have merchandise. It just wasn't what I was looking for. You know, I want, you know, official branded, you know, same stuff they're using, uh, you know, straight from the game type of merchandise. I buy a lot of uh, T-shirts from Halo and hoodies uh, wallets, uh, everything. When it's all got the same stuff, it's not, you know, stuff and then putting your own spin on it. I mean, they have that. You know, there's lots of that out there, but I, I don't buy any of that. Um, I you, just buy the stuff that has the same stuff that's in the game that I like. You want you the know? officially branded stuff that comes straight from the creators of the game that they made this design, yeah. they slapped it on this thing, and I'm going to buy that. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't. I mean, it's it's crazy to me that they don't have their own store store with tons of merchandise. I mean, mm-hmm. they had they put out those two shirts and it sold out, you know, within a day or two, and it's like, and they haven't done anything since. And um, I don't know. It just seems strange to me that they're not capitalizing mm-hmm. on that stuff when that's huge at so many other studios where they have people dedicated to merchandise. Um, you know, at that studio, that's their whole job. They make, they have a merchandise team. They they create stuff and they sell it and they put it out because they know fans want to buy it and it's an easy uh, revenue stream. And I mean, for all the people harping okay. that this is EA, I mean, that's it. Just seems like oh, EA is publishing it, so they should have as many revenue streams as possible. Yet th- they don't. Yeah, you have you, you think they'd be all over store. that? Yeah. Yeah. Bioware used to have their own store, but they shut it down, I think, in the last couple of years because uh, it used to be through, I think, Treehouse or whatever that company was. Mm. I don't know why they got rid of it or why they haven't put up uh, a proper Bioware store to replace it, but I don't know. I, I, I definitely agree with you on, on this particular point, Devin. It's weird that yeah. they're not taking advantage of this opportunity. It's just frustrating to me because like, if I want to make a shirt, I just have to make you know, I have to make my own shirts or whatever. If you want to make and a hat, costs, you have to make your own hat. More. You know, it's like, let me buy the stuff from you. Mike, have you pre-ordered yet any of this? Oh, no, I haven't. Um, it, I did have a thought. The, uh, it lost, I left it. Sorry. I lost it. You, you were put gonna, me on the spot. You were going to ask why. Put me on the spot and I forgot. And I forgot. You were going to ask oh, why on earth you would make a white brim on a hat. Some people like it. It's not my style. The hat it it's a it's a logo that we haven't seen before. For it to be branded as official anthem, it doesn't seem like it's official you see the, anthem. The rim of Mike's hat it looks white. Yeah, that is weird. It's a uh, it's blue. Um, <laughs> what's the underside? <laughs> the underside is gray. Oh, gray. it's kind of white. I mean, because, yeah, I mean, kind of looks white when when I do this. When I do this, <laughs> but when I do this, it doesn't. But when I do this, it's the white. Uh, but then when I do this, it's gray. I mean, then, for, for me, it, it seems very reductive to say, but it's like, okay, we need to make something Anthem. What do we have? Well, we have Javelin logos. That's what we mm-hmm. have so far. And we have the triangles. Let's throw the logos in the triangles and then let's sell it. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't seem very... I mean, you could have made individual hats for each, for each um, Javelin. Which I'm sure, you mean you could have just like done this? Yeah, you could have just course, thrown the logo, I mean, the logo on anything. Do it on the shirts. Then yeah. you get people with their, you know, their favorite javelin going out buying yeah. that thing. Hey, I got the storm. Hey, I got the interceptor. I mean, this is like then I guess you have this the a- faction battles, and everybody gets to you know choose their own and choose their victor and their champion. This stuff, this stuff is not terrible. It's cool. It looks good. I like I like the mug. You know, it's following the whole tumbler kind of fad that everybody's in um it's a way to it's a way to promote it's a way to support it's a way to you know get the word out kind of thing hey look anthem what hey what's your hat oh it's anthem it's this new game about blah 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 and you go through that way but if someone that didn't know anything about anthem saw that hat they wouldn't know it was anthem though if someone that didn't know anything about gaming they would go oh that's a hat Right, but I mean, you said get the word out. That is most certainly a T-shirt. Well, somebody could. I mean, you could. I'm, I mean, I think think of the applications that you would that you would wear that stuff. Where would you wear that stuff? You take it to E3. 
you'd go to Gamescom, you'd go to I would not you know, go to your Gamescom. local I, your I'll, local mini mall. Yeah, all I'm saying is that this merchandise is like the social spaces, and I just don't care about it. And that, and that sucks because I want to care. I I would love to have like JD episode said. I would lo- sixty. The episode where Stephen doesn't care. Stephen doesn't. Care. I, I would love to have a hoodie that had you know the logo on it or had Anthem down one of the sleeves and it was super comfortable. Um, and maybe they're going to release that later. They said they're going to release some more stuff on Friday. But I mean, like the hat. I would love to have a cool Anthem hat, but that it just doesn't look like a cool logo to me. There's just like a giant Why Triforce no right hoodie? on your forehead. So. Anyway, I'm enough bashing on that before I how lose you, all my... How do you my, really feel about it, Steve? I, I just don't <laughs> like it. Anyway. I get you. I get you. So we are going to move on. So on top of that, um, real quick, I'm going to skip a bunch of these things. So this episode, we have actually got a sponsorship from audible.com. They are sponsoring the podcast. They are sponsoring this episode 68 that we just really don't care much for about. So... Um, if you go to audibletrial.com slash freelancer codex, you will get a free credit to any audiobook um, that Audible offers. And there's over 140,000 audiobooks that they have. And you can get any one of those from either a one hour long audiobook to, you know, Brandon Sanderson style books that are like 75 hours long. You'll get access to that book for life. Even if you don't keep your subscription, you just cancel after you get the free thing, you'll be able to keep that book. They're not going to take it away from you. So if you do that, you know, use that link. If you're into if you're into audiobooks at all, I know I've been using audiobooks for like the last four years. I know, Devin, you've been using Audible for, yeah. I don't know, I don't know mm-hmm. how long you've been using. I think I have like a, over 150 audiobooks that I've listened to. So it's a great service. I drive a ton, so I just get to burn through tons and tons of books, and it keeps me sane while I'm on the road. So I'm not just talking about myself, um, thinking about you know what kind of merchandise options Anthem could have had, but they didn't go with. So, and then one one recommendation that I have: this is a book that I actually finished today. So this is called Etherwalker, and it's by Cameron Dayton. And Cameron is actually the narrative director of Bioware right now. So if you want to kind of give an insight to his mind and the things that he's created, it's a really fun book. It's kind of like, it, it's titled Cyberpunk. It's almost like sci-fi and fantasy got smashed together. It's a really fun story. And if you ever wanted to read about like a skeleton that plays the guitar, this would be the place to do it. So go to audibletrial.com. Isn't that called Coco? Um, no, it's a lot different than Coco. Coco's not a very good movie. I'm moving on before this is the one thing that really get people mad at me. But so, and, uh, what was that? What was that uh, link again? Uh, so Steve? I don't think I heard that. So it's audibletrial.com/slash/freelancercodex. So and that'll give you a free trial, free credit. So. All right, moving on. We have got a lot of stuff, like I said. IGN came out with their first look, and they gave us a 15-minute look at the Lost Arcanist mission. Um, this was the mission that Ben and Sabine were going to run during that stream where things kind of fell apart. Um, so we got the first look, 15 minutes. IGN ran it. They ran with an Interceptor. They ran with the Colossus, and they ran with the Storm. And we got a look at... We got a pretty good look at the gameplay. Um, and the nice thing about this video that I really liked is that they didn't talk at all. They just mm-hmm. showed straight gameplay. Um, showed them flipping around, dancing around. That interceptor is super hard to follow. And one of the interesting things that I thought, um, when we've been talking about getting the word out and you know finally getting the game into the hands of the IGNs, the game spots, the game informers. So... Within 24 hours, there was 1.2 million views from the IGN video, 
which is pretty significant considering the Anthem streams as of the same time. So the the Ben and Mike and John stream only had um forty four thousand two hundred wait see four hundred four hundred and twenty two thousand four hundred thank you Devin math is hard four hundred twenty two thousand views the personalization stream from Anthem only had a hundred and one thousand views so the Mike and Ben free play had five hundred and eighty one thousand and the gear and progression had four thousand um four hundred thousand four hundred and seven thousand views my brain's not working so it's it's a pre- pretty significant jump within 24 hours i mean that's why i think it's so important to get these big guys on board and showing stuff because they have so much more outreach than even you know the bioware streams are having and this is going to be the one thing that actually gets the game in front of people and i'm glad they showed it how they did no talking just gameplay showing people this is what the game is we're not gonna you know add our little funny banter or whatever over the game they're just gonna show it we're gonna play it and i think you know reading through a lot of the comments which is really tough to do there's a lot of people that are like you know what now that i've seen this from you guys i'm kind of on board because there's a lot of people that just they're not following it as close as we are so this was a great opportunity (laughs) for a lot of new people to actually see the game and see how it runs because it was a great stream i mean you had good decent players that you know you know, they were able to hit their shots, you know, show what the combos do, show, you know, the different abilities that that the Javelins have. So I really enjoyed that, the 15-minute look at the um, Lost Arcanist. I don't know how you guys felt about it, JD. Um, are you asking for, like, a particular opinion? I, I like how you felt just, about it. Just I how like you felt about it. No, I want just um, the good opinion that you have. No, I, I, I thought the entire video was pretty awesome. Uh, I like the mission. It's great. Um, obviously, um, I have some thoughts about some of the gameplay that we saw of the Storm uh, and the Interceptor, as well as the Colossus. But um, there are also additional videos from IGN that followed up on the Storm and Interceptor, respectively. That I'll, I'll save those comments for uh, for later uh, when we get to that. So, All right. Devin, do you have any uh, comments on the IGN stream? Uh... So I thought or it was video. good. I liked, you know, I liked that they didn't talk, but um, the video quality, like the actual video itself, was, I don't know, it wasn't like as good as it could be. I guess. Um, Did you watch it through the IGN player or the YouTube video? Uh, both, and I even downloaded since I'm a Prime member. I downloaded their the actual file, so it wasn't streaming or anything. And even that one is like uh, has issues, you know, within the actual video <clears throat> the same with their new stuff that they've released you know it's all 1080p and it i don't know if it's their capture cards that they were using or what it just to me it, it wasn't as clean like when you watch the the 4k like nvidia like it's super crisp and clean uh video file um whereas it's, it's kind of like grainy and, and not you know there's artifacts in the in the film or in the in the video lots of motion and blur so well, I mean, but like in the 4K, it's super crisp and clear. Yeah. And that's what I loved. And like in the 2017 uh, trailer, which is 4K, it's super clear. And it's just like watching the ones in 1080p, just it doesn't look as good as, as the game actually looks. I mean, that, I mean, that's all I can say about that. But <laughs> um, I, it just looks better than what you're actually seeing, you know, in that video. To me, anyways, in my own personal experience hypothetically it looks a lot better than that <laughs> is what you're saying that's all that's all I don't <laughs> mike do you have uh impressions on the video um yeah so it was good i enjoyed it i 
it was fun to watch. It was cool, awesome gameplay. Um, lots of things that you could do with your javelin, customizable. We saw that stuff. We saw, I think it was, it was a metal cape. I mean, it's a metal cape, people. <sighs> Come on now, right? I thought it was kind of funny because I thought it was funny because the cape bug was back, so it was super yeah. stiff. So it actually looked like a metal cape until they got to a certain portion in the mission. Then it actually started flowing like a cape. So it's like, oh, you know, you can keep it from moving now. You can even make the real metal metal cape. So, so this stuff got. I mean, so we got we got not bombarded, but we got a lot of new videos out of mm-hmm. Anthem gameplay, and we're like, yeah, this is great. And I watched them all a couple times just to try to pull stuff out, you know, get content for the show. And then in one of my more um, cynical or salty mic moments, I said, you know what? I'm tired of seeing other people play this game. Like, like give me the game already, right? I mean, and I think we probably all feel that way because we just want to get in and start playing and get in the forge and start making and start shooting and start blowing stuff up and and I so I was taking notes and I remember um, I think they were all I can't remember at what point in the mission it was but they had swarm of enemies in the middle you know they primed them they shot their ultimates they blew all this stuff numbers are flying up all over the screen I remember you know writing scribbling down numbers 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 and making it really big and dark because you know trying to accentuate it and I'm like. I want to be doing this. I don't want to see people do this. I want to do this. So give me the game already. Um, but it was cool. I liked it. I like like yeah. the the hype that they are generating is definitely working on me. I believe I'm their target demographic. I believe I'm responding the exact way that they want me to. I've already pre-ordered the T-shirt. I have six mugs on order. I have twelve keychains. I've I've got the seven hats. And I'm I'm ready to go. Like like give me anthem. Let's go. See Let's so. Get this that, so they already know that Give they have your money. So they're like, all right, we don't need to market to Mike anymore. So see you later. Right. We'll see you in 16 right. days. Do they need to market to any of us? I mean, really? They have so well, much of my money. Not to us, but they? I mean, there, there's a ton of people that still, you know, anytime a game. And this Which is something. blows me away because, like, I'm new to, I'm relatively new to the gaming world. And I'm, and I'm thinking, you know, our Discord is blowing up. If you haven't had a chance to get on our Discord, jump on our Discord. Join the conversation. Um We've got some great, solid members of our Discord. Not just the members here on the podcast, but we've got um, we've got some great members, uh, Rusted and Cags, and and um, you know who just who just are passionate about the game, love the game, um, and love about correcting the, my spelling. They do love correcting your spelling. Well, it happens a lot. Cags is the grammar police. It happens a lot, and oh, we appreciate yeah. Cags for doing it because it is a four-person job. Like if three we, of if us we here. Can't do it all the time. But what I'm saying is, is like, it's fun conversation all the time. It is fun conversation, and it's good. And and sometimes, sometimes when you open your phone in the morning and there's 205 messages since 3 a.m., <laughs> you're supposed to be going, like encouraging people to go there, not scare them away. And you're going, Stephen, what have you been? What have you been talking about? And he's talking about all this cool stuff. So so get get in the Discord, join the Discord, um, build our community there. So we because you know we don't have social spaces. And so we have to. <laughs> this we is have the to social meet our, space. Discord is the social space. No, in the game, in the game, there aren't social spaces. We have to, we have to inform our groups here. What I'm trying to get at, and trying to tie all this stuff up, wrap it in a nice little bow, and tell you that we're excited for Anthem. We're ready for it to be here. 
The missions are cool. The story is cool. Let's, uh, it's time to get to work. This is actually a good segue, Mike. Um, we got an email from, from a listener named Doki. So Doki writes in and says, I was really excited when I saw Doka. Doka. Sure. So says, I was really excited when I saw the E, when I saw the E3 trailer, I got too excited and then had to take a step back. Like you do sometimes I loosely followed the Reddit, but I wasn't checking it every minute. Now with the approach, I'm getting more excited. I've been listening to your podcast. I went back to episode 60 and worked up to the present. Oh man, 60, you just missed uh, Ben's episode there. But there's one thing that is nagging me. With all the EA hate out there, even in my own experience of telling friends and family about Anthem, there seems to be a huge turning away from the game. Do we have an idea what kind of number of players we're looking at? I pre-ordered an Xbox, but I'm kicking around the idea of building a gaming PC to Switch. Do we know numbers on pre-orders or any kind of indication? I'm assuming there will be people to play with, but I, but I have played dead games that were really fun that died because of the lack of players. Thanks for taking the time. Have a good day and keep up the podcast, the podcast glory. So, Devin, how would you respond um, to, I mean, sounding like, you know, is this game going to be successful? Is EA, is the, is the EA stigma going to keep people away? Because that's one of the common things that you see a lot. Um in youtube comments and you know what ea hasn't come out and said anything like hey guys you know we're we're you know you're gonna be fine because we haven't heard about monetization yet on how that's actually gonna work other than you know you can't pay for power but we haven't seen you know how what they're selling us how much that's gonna be so i'm sure that's one of the reasons why you know people are still a little skeptical so yeah um so i would say people that are worried about player base or how many people they have already forecasted, you know, that um, the, I guess you could say, the demand has um, been more than what they expected, right? So in their last financials, they talked about um, that, you know, the, the quarter when Anthem comes out, was it fiscal? It'll be fourth quarter. Yeah, fourth quarter. Is it 2019 or 2020? I don't know which one it is. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> but whichever one it is, they, they you know, have forecasted that it's going to be better than what they anticipated. And so that to me says, okay, this is the only the real big game coming out. So it's getting it's better than they got a better response than they anticipated for a brand new IP. Um, you know, if you watched, uh, watched or listened to last week's episode when we did our predictions, you know, I predicted that it's going to do better than Mass Effect Andromeda, which did like, uh, what was it, like 111 million JD quarter or whatever or... 111 million uh, at the first uh, quarter's report. Well, first quarter yeah. report. But um, so, the big thing will be if it's better, well, bigger than uh, Dragon Age Inquisition, which is Bioware's most successful uh, launch to date. Yeah. Which I so don't I, know the numbers on that. But... Yeah. I think because this is a game that's in the middle, you know, that's one thing we've seen is it's, you know, it's not a full traditional Bioware 100% story in your face all the time, but it still is. A lot of story. It's it's more in depth than um, I would you know pretty much guarantee it's way more in depth than the story in Destiny uh, because there's you know <laughs> not I mean come on I, I could write a more in depth story but um, <laughs> I, I you know I'm excited because they're they're ticking a lot of boxes they're getting a lot of people interested and you know we we've you know, talked about this game for a long time and the, the interest is really picking up like Steven saying with, you know, IGN videos and they're doing that all month. 
And so it's just going to continue to get exposure. And then they got the demos. And, you know, they, they've been really active on Twitter and really talking to all the fans. Uh, yes, they answer a lot of the same questions over and over again. But uh, <laughs> I believe it was like Mike Gamble who was responding. You know, they're like, why are you doing a, a demo, you know? And uh, it's basically like, well, you know, this is a brand new IP. We want people to have the opportunity to play the game and and decide for themselves. And really it is, you know, the proof is in the pudding. And once you get to play it, um, it's way different than just watching it. So, JD? Yeah. Uh, uh, at least in response to the point about um, how there are a lot of people that are just kind of turning away from it, um, just on the thing of, um, just on the merit of it being uh, made by EA or published by EA. Um, like, yeah, you, we, we talked uh, very briefly about the fact that, like, some of the comments on the IG, well, IGN Lost Arcanist video were pretty positive. Um, however, it is buried under a lot of people that I believe, like, the top comment below IGN's comment is something to the effect of, like, doesn't change the fact that EA is publishing it. And um, <laughs> it, it's it, it's a little bit ridiculous to me. Um, I, I, I definitely agree um with doka uh, to an extent that it's it's a little it's a little disappointing to see uh, so many people like just refuse it on that bit of a uh, bit alone um i know that this has probably been the most transparent uh bioware has ever been with any of their games uh i've been following them for a long time and they have never been this open with the development of a game they have never had this many live streams before this level of dev communication they have they've been very communicative in the past but this is a whole nother level and um i'm definitely with her on that in the in the respect that um there were um a lot of really fun games that did not last because people left um the one she mentions in her email is hawken which i used to play hawken and that's the reason why i stopped playing was because there's no one to play it with it was one of the few games that i played on the pc and you know, I, I think it's I, I think it's a little sad um, that so many people, uh, so many uh, gamers, are just have this like irrational hatred of EA, like or at least in regard to Bioware, especially. Um, a lot of people forget that the best, well, some of the best Bioware games in recent memories were done under EA. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition won Game of the Year. Dragon Age Origins was released under EA. Mass Effect Two was released under EA. Um, some of the best DLC they ever made uh, for Mass Effect 3, also under EA. So I, I think if you're just a general message, I don't know if anybody who is not interested in Anthem would be listening to this podcast, but if I could say anything to them directly, just try to be open-minded. It's it's not a hard thing to do to just pay attention to the information because if you've been, if you've been paying attention, it's shaping up to be a good game. Yeah, so. and- and I think it it would go a long way if we knew exactly, you know, what that monetization was like right now. And, you know, even if EA was like, hey, guys, we're letting our... Because they, it's been said before by a lot of developers that EA, that EA has been really great to work with recently. Um, they've made a lot of changes since they were released. As You know, it came out that they were voted the worst company to work for in all of, you know, the world or whatever. But... Um, so Mike Gamble did say, this is the quote that Devin was looking for. Uh, Mike said, had a few people ask me about why we were doing an open demo. This is why. Your money is hard earned. 
Games are an investment. We think it's fair you get to try before you buy. The entire campaign has been one of transparency, and we think Anthem is cool to watch, but awesome to play. So, I, you know, this demo is going to be a huge turning point for a lot of people. I know there's probably a lot of people that aren't going to pick it up and they're not going to play it, but, you know, there's, there's only so much you can do. So it's a great opportunity to get people interested, hands-on. They get to fly around. They get to feel, you know, what it feels like instead of just watching all these content creators, you know, say, hey, this feels good or this doesn't feel good or this feels like Destiny or this doesn't feel like Destiny. So they'll actually get, be able to get their hands on it and then make a decision for themselves. So it's a great it's opportunity for them that. to do that. So, um, And then I... And just as a response to the email, so there's been a lot of live service games that have been coming out that, you know what, they're they're not giving up on games as quickly as they used to. I mean, Warframe has been out since the release of the PlayStation 4, and, you know, they've been plugging along on that game for forever from the from the lows where people are like, you know, what what is that game? That's a that's a an arena battle game to where it is now. I mean, they just they just didn't give up on it, even if, you know, those numbers were pretty low in the beginning. It's like, no, let's keep going. Let's make something that people want to play. And same with Sea of Thieves. That game didn't come out in the best state, and they just keep plugging away. I mean, it's. I think it costs more to abandon these things, like No Man's Sky, than to actually listen to the community and change it to what people actually want to play. So I'm excited for the future of Anthem, and hopefully they don't just mess it all up. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Devin, we had probably one of the coolest videos we've had in a long time um, from CES. So we got full 4K, um, amazing footage of, I mean, it wasn't too much. It was a very short video. And video was at CES. They were showing off their rasterization, their ray tracing. They were talking about DLSS and that, you know, the um, DLSS is coming to, what is that, deep learning um, super sampling? I think that's what that yeah. acronym stands for. So uh-huh. for, for, for the people that don't understand, mostly for Mike, so DLSS is a technology that you can take a low-resolution image and the card itself is actually going to predict what it's supposed to look like by looking at you know hundreds and thousands of images. The way they described it, which was pretty easy, is that your human brain is able to recognize when you're looking at an image and something is missing. You just kind of have that innate ability to know that something's gone. So they've taught a computer to do this. So DLSS takes advantage of that so you can take kind of like a low resolution image like something that's 1080p and it will upres it to like 1440 or 4k in some instances so it's doing a lot less work and you're getting a better um a better what's the word i'm looking for much better performance over traditional anti-aliasing there you go so yeah, I, I need my DLSS working right now. So this is a feature that's going to be on in Anthem. Um, we haven't heard anything about ray tracing other than it's not going to be there at launch. I'm guessing they're going to wait until, you know, further on when it's actually running smoothly and working really good. They've done a lot of work on that in Battlefield 5 to where the ray tracing is actually working and they're getting 4K six, above 60 frames, you know, you know, not much above 60 frames, but... Uh, it's looking really, really good for for ray tracing in the future. So, and they yeah, also I mean, go ahead. There's there's a lot of promise in their cards. You know, a lot of stuff like that DLSS is supposed to be in Battlefield Five. It's not even out yet for for anything yet. Uh, so it's it's technology they've shown off and stuff that they're working towards. And you know, in that video they did announce they're they're working with Nvidia to add DLSS to Anthem. Now, whether that's there at launch or not, I mean, it's not there, like I said, in Battlefield 5. And it's been out for a couple months, and uh, so it's, it's not there yet, but 
when it is there, it'll be it'll be great. And you you know, if you have the new cards, they'll take advantage of it because it only works in the RTX series and the twenty series and above. So interesting. And right now, if you buy one of the, this is not an ad for Nvidia, but if you buy a new card, you can get Anthem for free. So. If people were on the fence and like, hey, I want to buy that. Well, yeah, but who cares about Battlefield, really? We're, we're here for Anthem, Devin. I enjoy so. <laughs> so we got to see some really cool stuff. We got to see um, Rangers fighting a new mech, the, uh, Scar mech. Um, we got to see Ursix up close. Got to see a Ranger fighting a Dominion um, brute that had a really cool shield around it. And it has a really cool effect when you shoot at the shield. It makes the little triangles glow, um, indicating where you hit. So we got to see some really cool stuff. And we also got to see a new bit pack for the uh, Interceptor Javelin. So the helmet on the Interceptor Javelin is actually something we've People seen. People are going to know what that is, Stephen. They're not called bit packs. <laughs> I forget. I keep calling them bit, bit packs, but uh, Ben Irving said they're – are they armor packs? Is that what they're calling them now? Yeah, they're armor packs now. Okay, so the armor packs is what you're going to buy to get um, – The cosmetics. To get the cosmetics yes. that change the profile of, of your Javelin, so – so we got to see some of that pretty cool stuff. The helmet on that was the same helmet that you actually got to see in Fort Tarsus during the during the Mike and Sabine stream. It's the one that's sitting there right there on the table. It's got the stuff coming off. It's also the same one that I think Mad B on Twitter showed off when um, she showed her interceptor javelin that had the swarm tyrant and the sword right in the center of the helmet. So that's got to see some pretty cool stuff. So then, JD, we got to see... Uh, more breakdown videos from IGN about the Interceptor and the Storm, and you had comments. You had special feelings about these videos. Uh, yes, yes, I did. Um, as like the the more I see of the Interceptor, the more I like it. Um, I really like how it moves. I really like how it fights. Um, like I, I think it was um, probably a combination of the IGN video and then, um, video that Ash, uh, Lady Insanity, uh, did as well, that has me way more interested in the Interceptor now than I've ever been. Um, however, um, I'm not entirely sure if there are any, like, uh, fans of, uh, Mecha in the, uh, well, in our audience, but... Nah, probably um, not. The, you know, you know, uh, but in uh the storm reminds me so much of uh this one mech from code Geass. it's um i think it's called the shinkaro and it was basically like it was just this mech that like specialized in like um abilities that could like control like the flow of battle it was basically like a tactical mech and even though it couldn't like move around that fast or like uh really like it wasn't that fast or that strong um, it just had like a lot of really cool abilities to assist people on the field and it had this like massive shield around it at all times that protected itself from incoming fire. And every time I see the storm, I, I just think of that. And I, I think of like um, how it's more of a, it's definitely a support class, but it's more of a like tactical support. And I really like, I really like seeing that because my mind just like goes wild with the possibilities of, how it could be used like in actual missions in strongholds in firefights i am really excited to get my hands on it and try it out for myself because i have so many ideas for it it's great yeah like it looked it it definitely looked really cool that mobility is pretty impressive on the interceptor mike did you have any thoughts comments on the videos are you still just like i don't care i want to play it you take your videos somewhere else ign 
Yeah, I mean, at, yeah, at, at, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there's, there's only I don't, I don't know how many times I'm gonna play that level personally, but I know that there's a limit on how many times I can watch someone else play that video. Understandable. Understandable. So. Devin. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I mean, <clears throat> Interceptor. Ever since they showed it off, it was you know the javelin I really wanted to play, and uh, it looks great. Looks amazing. It is. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it in with uh, community members and other people. You know, where it's you instantly just think, man, I could play better than those guys. <laughs> you know, because you just want to play it, like Mike says, and. Um, <clears throat> The storm looks great, you know. Both of them, the interceptor and the storm, are, uh, you know, have low health pools. So it was interesting though to see, like in the uh, in the IGN video, where it looked like the interceptor had varying health pools with with more, you know, sections. In we don't know what that means yet, or you know what what all that entails. But it definitely looked looked like you know you can at least upgrade that. So. I would imagine that being able to increase health, put more inscriptions there. I mean, one of the cool yep. things that we saw from Dado did his his video. Um, the interceptor had like the spark strike. I forget what it, exactly it's called, but it zooms in and it does an AOE damage um, there. I mean, every, everything that we've seen about the interceptor, like it doesn't care that it even has a gun, it seems like. It's just up in everyone's face. It's got bombs, which is kind of an interesting way to take that. But it's like, okay, it's like, do you even need guns in this game? Because it seems like the gear slots are, like, hardly anyone's shooting at anything. Unless they're just kind of strafing around and, you know. It oh, just seems like shooting. The, it just seems like the gear slots right now are super powerful. And it's very possible that people are just trying them out. That this is super low level. Um, they're pl- probably playing on normal, so they're just wrecking things left and right. I mean, it definitely seems like each javelin can hold its own from what we can see. Um, there wasn't one javelin that's like, that javelin is obviously weaker. They all just seem to be like, oh, no, we're just going to roll face through here. We're going to carry on. Nope, we're going to delete well, these but, people but here. But they were different. They were, they were markedly different. I mean, one, one, you're right, one isn't better than the other. They're just, they're just different. You can't really compare them because they all have different roles and different abilities. And I think that's the point, right? Because if you had all four javelins that were the quite same. similar, then you'd be like, well, what's the point in doing this? So, so they're all different for a reason. Yeah, and you're right. I mean... Man, we just need two more weeks. Two more weeks and a day, and then we'll be there, and then we can start stop speculating, and then we can talk about our experiences and figure out exactly how we want to build these things out. think they're going to do so. that VIP demo worldwide just like they are the release? Uh, I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Play it earlier? So you get to play it on the 24th? I don't know. It'd be nice if they had some concrete information. Look at you just trying to get more time in it, Devin, using that. It's Uni- not more time. It's just you know. I almost said universal sooner. timeline. What does it call the international dateline exploit? You're cheesing it. You're cheesing the world. I, mean, I, Devin. I don't have to change my Xbox over to New Zealand and put it in a fake address that I know of someone that lives there. Not that so we play not the game condone. Not that we condone. <laughs> I mean, I've never doing done that. that. Obviously. Obviously. Obviously, I condone it. You do it. You do what you got to do to get that game time in. So you do you. You do you. So I think I think we've talked about it enough. I think we've talked about it to the point where we're just like frustrated that we can't play it. So it's probably a good time to just like stop and be like, you know what? 
We'll see you guys next week. Maybe we won't even record next week. We'll just wait until the stupid game is finally out and we get to get our hands on it. Well, well, well. And There's then, no, nothing stupid about this game. Oh, right? so and then know. we can say things like, well, you know, in Destiny, this felt like this. No, we're not going to say that. We're going to say, this is Anthem. Welcome to Anthem. We'll, we'll say Buckle things up. like, so remember when Steven glitched out and like we had to carry his broken javelin? We had to revive him like 12 Mike times. Didn't jump anywhere. He flew. Hey, we get to fly in this one. There Thank is goodness, no right? oh jumping <laughs> issues here, I, yeah, sir. I guess, we'll I guess see how true. many jumping issues we there. get to fly. That one. <laughs> the only thing we have to work on is our uh, cooldowns, because I can, I can, I can think that maybe those will be tricky to get used to. But in that Datto video in the beginning, it was hilarious because I mean, he even said himself, he's like, I'm. I was playing it like it was Destiny. I mean, I don't know why, because it's obviously not Destiny. So why we keep playing it like Destiny? Because he's but... a Destiny streamer. Come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we all know that. But yeah. um, he was like just jumping around in the interceptor while everybody else is flying off, and he's like trying to run through the jungle. And just jumping. How do I fly? He's, like triple jumping. I'm like this dumb mother. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> we just yeah, we just lost our stuff. PG thirteen rating. We and, apologize. Uh, I, will, I, was like, I will edit that. Out. I didn't even swear. Children <laughs> listening. I was just, but it was frustrating because I'm like, all right, this idiot doesn't know how to fly. <laughs> that mean, is just triple jumping, and I'm just like, all right, it's embarrassing to watch, but you know, it's cool. I mean, let's say hypothetically, Devin, <laughs> let's say hypothetically you got your hands on the game at some certain point. Like, nah, I, I guess I should stop there. I'm going to get myself in trouble. <laughs> Guys, this has been episode there. 68. <laughs> Dado, for life. Dado is not an idiot. Save your emails. 68. We've, we've all been following Dado for a long time. It was just funny. During right? Destiny 1. It's, all right? it's hard to go from running on the ground to being able to fly. So I mean, if you were, we would assume it's a button. We would assume that it's hard. Hypothetically, if every game you've ever played hit you on a level playing field, it would be hard. It would be hard to adapt. This sounds like a great place to end episode sixty-eight of the Freelancer Codex podcast. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) Sorry, Steve. I know this is your favorite. No, just keep going. I will just keep going, and I don't have to end it. Push the buttons. Hey, we do want to thank everybody for tuning in button, this Max. week. We appreciate it. Remember to follow us on our individual Twitter handles. We've got Never Fear and M Lampson twenty five and Steven Lampson and JD you, the you, Joke Dealer. You say this all in the outro. I do. You should. Well, I didn't know how long you were going to let me keep going. I had to fill it with something. <laughs> I do want to give. I do want to give a you very special. Panicked. <laughs> very special. Very special. Join our Discord if you haven't already. If you're listening, you may as well join it. It's like going to a Mexican restaurant and not eating the chips and salsa. So, so go to the. Why would you not? Exactly. Why would you not do that? So join the Discord. Steven's really good in there. He's really. He's a lot more patient in the Discord than he is on the uh, show. Um, which is good because he's not very patient on the show. <laughs> so, but we appreciate you. All right, freelancers, I'm gonna get to work. Are you gonna play the outro or not? Awkward now. <laughs> Thanks for listening. It's playing right now. It's it's playing right now. So shut up. On Facebook at Freelancer Codex or through email at Freelancer Codex at Gmail. Not playing on my end. That's why I said shut up. No. 
I can't hear. Is it playing? Is it playing? Is the playing? Not on. What's going on? Can you hear it? Can you hear the actor? I can't hear it. I can't hear it. We should try it again. Steve, can you try it again? Shapers don't come in. See you on the other side. Is that how it goes? Did you hit the play button yet, Steve? Freelancers, it's time to get to work. Is it, is it over yet? Is it done? I hate that question. I don't know. Should we, should we keep talking? I don't know. <laughs> if the All right. Talking. It is now over. I'm hitting stop button oh. on everything.